Hey everyone, welcome to A Little Bit of Woo Woo. I'm your host, Jill Thomas. This show is about all things woo woo and most especially about how to be successful in the healing arts. I firmly believe this is the age of the entrepreneur and I would so love to see all of you guys, particularly ones who have some kind of a woo woo type business or idea for a business, get started. Um, today's guest, I'm so excited, it's Devra Gregory, aka Dev. So we're gonna use those words interchangeably. Deb is very unique. She's a professional dancer, a Wiccan priestess, never had one of those on the show before, and is a leader in the San Diego pagan community. So welcome, Deborah. I'm so excited to have you. I've never had a Wiccan. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jill. I'm really happy to be here and share my, so, my stuff. That's what I want you to start with. What is, you know, I got this introduction, Wiccan priestess. Tell us what that is and, and how you become that and tell us what we should know about that. Well... First, let's go back a little bit, just like what is Wicca? Uh, and then we can talk about what is a Wiccan priestess. But I would say Wicca is probably the original woo-woo. <laughs> it's love it. It's really the oldest known, um, we, it wouldn't even call religion back in the day, you know, 30,000 years ago. It was just the way that people related to each other and to their spiritual natures. So it's really about connecting to, to nature and um, the cycles, the seasons, uh, we were very much dependent on nature, you know, back in the day. And so all of our, our holidays are based on the seasons. So, you know, planting and growing and then harvesting and then withdrawing, it's, it's this expansion and contraction. And um, it's just, it, it's our nature to be in nature. And so, you know, all the offshoots of what we consider woo-woo now, you know, with, with crystals and meditation and connecting to other energies and whatever else you consider woo-woo goes back, you know, tens of thousands of years, really. It's, there's nothing new about the new age. You know, it's just a, a revival of ancient wisdom and ancient traditions that, that were really squelched you know, during the time of the of the Dark Ages, the Middle Ages, the, um, you know, when the church got really popular and and they were like, we're the only ones. So, you know, every other tradition on the planet got subdued. So I now, love. Yeah, go ahead. You, I was just going to say, so so I love the idea, though, of being dependent on nature rather than Monsanto. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, we can't we can't deny it. You know, we we see what's happening in the world with genetically modified and blah, 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 you know, with global warming and all that stuff. And and, um, you know, really, the way to save the planet is just to get back to the planet itself and to just let the planet do what the planet does. Just get out of the way, you know, and uh, and the, and the planet has regenerative properties and cyclic properties. You know, and that's why we celebrate according to the seasons, because we recognize that everything is cyclic. So especially like in women's lives, we attune ourselves to the lunar cycle, um, you know, to bleed and to to be fertile uh, on the moon cycle. So we've gotten away from that also, you know, being in the concrete jun jungle, women used to bleed together and it was a beautiful, sacred thing. And, you know, when when male doctors started to take over and they didn't really understand women's bodies, it became a curse rather than a blessing. And so, you know, a lot of um, women's work, goddess work is about reclaiming our cycles and the power in women's bodies. 
And that to me is synonymous with, with honoring the earth because we see the earth as feminine. And so there's a lot of people coming back to goddess worship and, you know, and that's also about balancing the, um, the love of nature. I love that. I love that idea too. And I, I, I often wonder like when women's cycles went from being a sacred thing to being something dirty and something we should be embarrassed about. And then having, you know, presidential candidate make fun of somebody bleeding. I mean, just like crazy thought of how, how that has shifted quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me more about, you know, because I I got schooled on paganism a little bit because I, I, people don't know this, but I wrote a little tiny little chapter on a tiny little section on Wicket in my book, uh, The High Income Healer. And my editor had just edited a book on Wicca and she had to, you know, she had me, you know, this little part that you wrote wasn't quite accurate. So I was like, well, that's just why I have an editor. This is great. But she was trying to explain to me that there's different facets to it and that there isn't one central core with Wicca or paganism. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, that's definitely true. Paganism is a, is a umbrella term for all indigenous, uh, practices that came from Northern and and Europe. Um, So it would be very much the same as shamanic practices from South America and even Native American practices where it's all earth-based rather than his his story-based. There's no one central deity or history or a book that's written down. So because of that, it can vary quite a bit, you know, and because there was nothing written down or if it was, it was destroyed, um, you know, in the revival of Wicca, people are just kind of figuring out as we go along, you know, and, and tuning into our hearts and our intuition and our, you know, genetic memory to, to bring back the old practices. So, so a practice might vary completely differently between one Wiccan coven and another Wiccan coven, although very similar, like I had the opportunity to go to England And I was in Glastonbury during the um, uh, fall equinox. I was like, it's fall equinox. I'm going to find a ritual. And lo and behold, right downtown, they were having a public ritual. And I went and I was like, wow, this is almost like just like what I've been doing, you know, in the States for so long. So there are very much similar practices of, you know, honoring the elements, casting a circle. We have a certain format. Um, just to hold space for the ritual. And that's in Wicca and, you know, what would be considered like goddess worship. Now there's Druid practice and that's completely different. They don't cast a circle. They don't call in the directions. They have a different set of deities that they honor and just a a different way to approach it, although they're still pagans. And so are the Norse pagans, um, also called Asatru. And those are the heathens. And that word also became like bad word. I didn't know that. But but heathens are is a reclaiming of, of the Norse traditions of paganism. And that's all, you know, Odin. And mm-hmm. like we know it from the Marvel comics. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, that's a sacred tradition to people. And I think it's a little bit sacrilegious, you know, for them to see their, their deities, you know, as superheroes. And it's kind of funny, you know, like Wonder Woman and all these you know, really like sacred, uh, um, archetypes, but, you know, at least it's getting into our consciousness so that we can start talking about it. Um, and you know, like, Oh, it just, it, it hurts me so much to see, you know, some of the Hollywood and, and what's happened to 
to witchcraft in Hollywood because it's so not that. <laughs> yeah, like, tell me about that. Cause I, I mean, I have to admit there's a few shows that I love. I love the discovery of witches. I love stuff like that because it does make you, you think you hear terms that you're familiar with, but tell us, cause I, I will be the first to say Hollywood gets hypnotherapy wrong as a hypnotherapist. You guys, <laughs> if you see anything on hypnotherapy, it's not true. Okay, it's really not that interesting, but tell us about how Hollywood gets Wicca wrong. In every way. I mean, okay, so there, there may be some, and I don't know because I don't watch that much television, but as far as the movies go, you know, we don't cast spells on people. We don't like, like, you think <laughs> we don't, it's like our one law, our one rule is harm none do as you will. So we believe in karma or the law of three. And what you put out comes back to you because we understand how energy works. So we wouldn't dream of casting a spell, negative spell on somebody else because it's just going to come back. And so, you know, with interest, all, by the way, coming back with interest, with interest. Yeah. <laughs> times three. You're right. Three, times three. So that's not You're getting that in the stock market. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, it's fun to watch. I love Harry Potter, you know, I a big addict. But, you know, we don't wave a magic wand and make things move around. I mean, more power to you if you have the power to do that. You know, and there are probably some, um, you know, higher level witches who can do that. Um, just like when I was a meditator back in the 80s, I was into TM and, you know, there was levitation. I was like, I've never seen it happen, but I've heard that people could levitate themselves from meditating so much you know, meditate, you know, like, yeah. like a lot. So those, those anomalies can happen because when you break through, you know, into the quantum realm and you understand that we're actually not physical beings that we're energetic, you know, basically you can do anything, but at the same time, we're very much attached to the physical world. So, you know, we're bound by physical, physical laws in a certain way. Um, you know, but now that that we're studying quantum physics and I call it quantum magic, you know, because it's so much the same when you change the way you're thinking, um, you know, the law of attraction and all that is really just a reframing of what magic is. I just love it. A, I love it. Another way to say it. And the secret, it's not a secret, you know, it's, it's oh, been, a secret, been right. a cult. So a cult just means hidden because that that the power to change things at will is in everybody. And of course, the, the powers that be, they, they don't want people changing things. They want you to stay small and in the little box that they put you in so that they can control you and tax you and, you know, do all that stuff. Um, but so I got I got on a tangent. No, I love it. And I love the idea of of it, it being magic. I remember there was one experience I had when I, when I went to a very conventional church once and I was watching, you know, the ritual. The priest had us say a prayer and for the things that we wanted, we were asking God for what we wanted and putting money in the, in the coffer and which to me felt like an offering. And how is that not, you know, and, and we, there was incense and candles and we all had to dress up. And I was thinking about how I had been to Wiccan events where there was a casting circle and a, and a whole ritual. And I thought this isn't in a lot of ways, not that different. I mean, the Christians yeah. are going to write me a nasty note, and please don't in the comments. That's not very nice, but whatever. But it does help my algorithm, so maybe maybe I should encourage that. I don't know, but I remember thinking this is just not so different in some ways. Well, you know, a lot of Christian religions and practices are very pagan, 
uh, the Christmas tree, uh, when Christmas is. Yeah, really. <laughs> right at the winter Bacchanalia, solstice, yeah. the, the return of the sun, you know, because mm -hmm. the days start getting longer. So, you know, they just kind of like overlaid their holidays. You know, the goddess of springtime, her name is Ostara or Aostar, which became Easter. And the Easter bunny and Easter eggs are all pagan from pagan tradition. You know, it's about fertility. So, you know, the next time you do an Easter egg hunt with your kids, you know, something to something to think about. Um, but it's, you know, we we share and we interconnect and and prayer is prayer is prayer. Right. You know, we might call it a magical spell and a Christian will call it, you know, a prayer to God or, or something like that. And there really isn't that much uh, difference in it. It's it's using our minds and our hearts and our desires to uh, create something more desirable. And I think maybe the only slight difference is that um, in the Christian faith, you're giving it into the hands of God completely. Like if this is your will, God, where pagans take it a little bit more like this is my will, but because I feel I also am deity. And you see, this is, this is where yeah, it starts to really divide. Yep. Like, the deity lives within me so that, you know, the, the living, breathing, uh, you know, manifestation of deity is within each one of us. And that could be seen as blasphemous, but it's also your will is my will because I am deity. You know, I, I might have a tiny, tiny piece of the goddess in me, you know, because she is magnificent and she is everything. And so we also believe in the God. So the God and the goddess as the union of, of the whole. But because the goddess is the one who gives life, life to the universe, you know, life to the planet, like Mother Earth, women give uh, birth uh, to, to people, you know. And for the most part, it's the female in most species that give give life. So we honor the goddess as our primary deity. And so this is what drew me to paganism. I grew up Jewish and there's a lot of esoteric information in Judaism that I didn't know about because I was conservative, you know, religious. And, you know, it was all about the father. And I wanted to have the boys ceremony at my bar, bas mitzvah. I wanted a bar mitzvah. They wouldn't let me. I said, this isn't fair. I want an equal opportunity religion. So I left. And, um, you know, now that I look back at Judaism, I'm like, that's a pretty cool religion because it's, you know, there, there's tradition in it. There's a lot of singing and dancing and elevating your spirit. And it's beautiful, you know? And so, um, so now I, I'm kind of integrated. I call myself a Jew witch <laughs> and, um, you know, I love there's witches who consider themselves Buddhists, you know, so we can kind of bring in the faith. There's even witches who honor uh, Jesus, you know, as a, as an avatar, as, as one of the holy people who have been on the planet, but not the only one. You see, this is again, where we differ because we're polytheistic. We see many different forms of deity come, you know, onto the planet or disincarnate, you know, and, um, yeah, I love what you're saying, because what I'm hearing is that it's not one of those mutually exclusive religions. I, I, I used to work at a Jewish hospital, so I know I've always had an admiration for that religion, even though I'm not I'm not signing up for it. But I, I always thought this is so beautiful. They have these rituals every month. And, and it wasn't the Christian background I grew up in didn't have that in the same way. And so I, I, 
that's one of the things I think I've admired about Wicca as well, is that there's these rituals and they're every month or almost every month. And there's a different, it's sort of an earthly look to this. I love that you answered the question I was about to ask about how you got into it. Um, tell me a bit about how does somebody get into this work? I mean, I, you know, there's no, I, I'm going to assume that it's not in the yellow pages. Oh, kitty. There's my kitty. All witches have cats. <laughs> I, I agree. Yeah, so I'm, yep. So, um, I, so I, uh, you know, my bus missile was in the early seventies and, you know, I, I mentioned I left Wicca or I left uh, Judaism and I went on just kind of a spiritual search and it lasted me into the eighties when new age started to happen in metaphysics. So, you know, I studied, uh, Shakti Gawain and Ram Das and Shirley MacLaine because I come from a dance background. So I read all of her books out on a limb, you know all of her books. And um, so my mind started to open. I be, And then, so the book Be Here Now was the first time I ever saw that there were goddesses because in Hinduism, there's goddesses. And Ram Dass, you know, who, who used to be Richard Alpert, also a Jew, Jewish psychologist who then transitioned into, you know, being a, a Buddhist and Hindu, Hindu teacher, um, wrote this incredible book about opening your mind and it was turned sideways and it was very artistic. And it was like, wow, this is a crazy book. And um, so goddesses, oh, maybe that's what was missing in Judaism. So then I, I got invited to a coven. It was just a random, like a friend of a friend. You know, I was living in Florida and I got invited to go and, and I, it just clicked, you know, I was like, oh, this is who I am. You know, and so my my boyfriend at the time was like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not me. And I was like, it's me. So they said, OK, you can join us. But I had to commit. And so I did. And it was like every full moon, every new moon, every Sabbath, which are the eight um, seasonal holidays. And so I was there a lot, you know, just there were just six of us. But I committed and I learned and I learned from this small group. And then I had found some other teachers in Florida who I studied with. Diane Stein was one of them. And um, and then I just started, you know, practicing on my own because I left Florida and I was just doing my own thing and doing a lot of reading. And then when I got back to San Diego in 2000, I found they just called it a goddess circle not even a Wiccan circle. It was very generic, although it, it, it was Wicca, but they didn't call themselves Wiccan. So I started a circle with those people. And, you know, next thing I knew I was leading my own circle. Um, and I'm sorry, I hope you can't hear that. I forgot to turn my phone off. Um, and it's all part of the fun. It's, all yeah. part of the, it's magic. It's a different kind of magic. Yeah. Technology is way magic. Oh my God. I know. Right. I, know. I don't understand how a plane flies. How's that not magic? Right. I, I, can, I, I can read a book on it though. So I guess that means it's not magic because somebody wrote about how. Um, now you do this as a career. Tell us about the career part of it, because I, you know, I'm seeing a lot of clients who are awakening into new ideas and they want to get out of their corporate jobs and go into something new. Tell me about how you kind of turn this into a career. So I hold public rituals and events. And so I'm very open about my practice. And, you know, I, I've been developing a pagan community um, for the last like at least 10 to 12 years, just holding small circles for the public. I mean, I hold rituals, but then there's something else that I was holding 
um, called fire circles. And these were not exclusively for Wiccans. It's very pagan feeling because we're dancing around a fire, you know, and, and it's into your primal nature. They're all different practice, you know, all different paths. We're welcome to come. But it, you know, it drew a, a, a very eclectic um, audience, you know, from around around the county. And so it was very much alchemical. So alchemy is another, like, I guess you could call it paganism, but it's not a religious practice. It's more of just a spiritual practice. And that's a whole other wormhole to go down is alchemy. Um, so I started to hold those events and I started small. Like I started with eight people, 10 people. And, you know, once a month, just drumming and dancing inside. I didn't even have a fire yet. I was just like inside little candle altar. Um, then I started a whole full moon rituals and then everything just, you know, it, it was like pulling myself up by the, by the bootstraps, really just one thing grew to the next and, you know, holding community events, just because I feel very passionate about bringing people together for spiritual worship. And, um, but also just to bring, you know, <laughs> the fringe kind of, uh, people who don't feel like they fit in mainstream, like you have a home, like you have a community, you can, you can come and, and find a, find a place, whether you're, you know, gay or straight or transgender or, or non-defined, you know, everybody's welcome. We don't have judgment about people. Um, and so then I was holding weekend retreats. I do four events a year now. And I do like a, an inside party for Halloween, which Halloween is one of our sacred holidays. It's called Samhain. And, you know, it's very similar to Day of the Dead. So I do a big event for that. It's like a party, you know, so it's a ticketed event. And we have ritual and then we, you know, have a band and dance. So I've, I've made it a career, but it's still like coming from, from a place of deep passion for bringing the community together. And, and it's not all I do. I still work in entertainment and I, you know, have a little side massage practice. So um, I do see clients on a, on a, a occasion, you know, on Zoom or um, if people need some spiritual counseling, but um, you know, that's just by request right now. I love that. I love that as an entrepreneur who has like so many different ideas and so many different things I want to do. I love to see people having a job and a business and a job and two businesses or two jobs and three businesses, maybe, maybe not as many jobs, but I love the idea of, of, of not saying, okay, I'm only going to do this. I'm going to focus on it. Cause that's the so old paradigm that we're just going to do just the job or just the business. And, and allowing for all of those passions because you've created a business where you're doing different things. Like I looked on your website, which is beautiful, by the way, you guys should all go to our website. So there's a lot of sacred geometry on our website. I will put a link in the description uh, so you can easily find it. But you, I can see that you do a lot of things and I can see you do a lot of things with the community. And it's, it's really an outreach that does help people understand this sort of faith a little bit. Um, back to the religion itself, if, if you can humor me for one question that's kind of curious about like, I hear a lot about the devil and the demons. And is there a devil in your religion? Nope. Nope. I thought there wasn't. We don't know who that is. Uh, Christians made that, that character up. Well, so I, I, I believe that. So if the Christians saw the pagans dancing around a fire and dressing up like their deities, which they would do, you know, and one of our deities is named Pan. And he wears little horns. And, and he's, he's a dude. He's a dude. And he's very <laughs> sexual. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, his time of the year is like springtime, you know, when there's fertility and he's he's like half goat and he has a tail. Right. And and he wants to have sex with everything. And to the Christians, that was very not OK. So, um, you know, they made this character up in order to vilify the pagans who wouldn't convert to Christianity, you know, and under the threat of torture, like do you worship the devil? And, you know, I mean, people would confess just to, to avoid getting burned or getting tortured. And, you know, we, we don't believe in the devil. We, we just don't have that character. Now there is a, um, a deity called Baphomet who also, he's the God of the underworld. So we, you know, there's, there's, it's kind of like a shamanic underworld, like the, you know, the, the death phase like we we don't see death as a horrible thing. I mean, it's it's like in Hinduism or or the Egyptian. You know, it's like it's part of life. We're all gonna die, and it's not like you're we're gonna go to hell. We don't believe in hell. I think but. that's interesting because like that whole idea of you know witches having Congress with the devil to get their special magical powers, and then the whole time there really was no devil within the within the Wicca religion. I think is sort of interesting. Yeah, and sad. Yeah. It is. It is. And, you know, I, I would love to just en- enlighten people just a wee bit, you know, just we call it demystify the mystical. You know, everybody has the ability to to sin, if you will, or to, you know, be bad people. It's not exclusive to witches or to anybody like there's good witches and bad witches just because there's good people and bad people. And we can be seduced by, you know, by all the, all the, what would Christians be called sin, but we just, you know, we feel like, okay, it can be that, but we're not like doomed forever to burning somewhere forever and ever. Like we all have the ability to reform ourselves and to condemn a a soul for everlasting, like for, it it just, it, it doesn't, it doesn't match, you know, because we believe in like, purification of the spirit and the soul. So everybody has an opportunity to get better. Interesting. I do always find it interesting to me with religion is how much religion's number one. And I, I, I love religion. Don't get me wrong. I'm very spiritual, very religious in my own ways. But one of the things that always kind of bothered me about religion is that it's number one aim is to control re- reproduction, right? You have to be married, control who can reproduce, how they can reproduce, and under what circumstances you have to get married in the church and you can only even practice reproduction activities after you've signed the paperwork and paid your whatever fee. Mm-hmm. So I, I do find it really interesting how you've got this religious belief that is much more human nature, like, you know, Pan goes and, and wants to wants to play with their party with everyone, right? especially in the spring when reproduction needs to happen if we want to keep going. Uh, tell me a little bit, I'm curious about, the role of women, I, I know the role of women, it is a, you know, women's based religion, but what happens when women get older? Because in, in the more traditional women get older, they're not, they're not, we're past reproductive age to sort of get, okay, you're not that important anymore. Tell me about that in your religion. Very different. So we have what are traditionally known as the three phases of womanhood, maiden, mother, and crone. And they're all honored. Um, it's the triple goddess, right? It's seen as, you know, all parts of the whole, again, maiden, pre-menstrual, <clears throat> motherhood, menstrual time, 
and the crone is postmenopausal, and she's the wise woman. You know, ju just like in Native American traditions where there might be a council of grandmothers and they're the decision makers. Very similar in, in uh, you know, matriarchal ancient cultures. So all ancient cultures, I'd say, around the world or most were matriarchal. And the decision makers were the women and the older women because, you know, they weren't distracted by their periods or their emotional, you know, ups and downs or by taking care of, you know, their kids. Um, they had lived, they knew everything about herbs. And, you know, that this is this is another big part of Wicca is the, um, you know, what would be witchcraft is the craft of the wise. And the wisdom is in how to heal with plants. So witch doctor, you know, same, same thing. And, you know, by the time a woman is in her crondom years, she's wise and she knows everything and she can be the ultimate healer and nurturer, you know, so, so it's very different. So now we, we've kind of inserted um, a fourth phase because women are living a lot longer these years. So we have a queen phase between mother and queen. Yes. Love it. And it's a time, you know, after, you know, we don't menstruate anymore, but we're not quite, you know, old and ragged and wrinkled yet. Um, so I had my queening ritual when I was 60. I'm now 65 and I still don't feel like a crone. You know, maybe at 70, I'll have my my croning ritual. And we we mark these these times with, um, you know, personal rituals or group rituals to to honor that phase like you know when when a young girl is starting to bleed instead of you know shoving her in the bathroom with her supplies and like here's your stuff you know and read the directions because we're not going to tell you how these things work yeah that, this is, we give them an, an honoring a ritual you know and then they get to go to what's called the red tent which is you know a a place where women can come together and talk about their cycles and share um you know share their 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 pains or their joys and the, and the, the richness of what it means to be a woman. So that's how it's so different, you know, than, than modern times where, you know, we're, we're doing everything we can to deny our, our periods. And, you know, we call it our moon time, you know, and, and it's just a beautiful honoring. So, you know, each phase of motherhood. I love the idea of having a ritual sort of, uh, of, marking each of these events. Cause when I was a kid, you know, there's the Hispanics have this beautiful, um, 16 sweet 16 type event. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I can't remember the name of it. Forgive, forgive me for anyone listening to this, who knows yeah. I said that was said wrong. Apologies. <laughs> Obviously did not grow up with that tradition, but I, I thought it was beautiful. And then the Jews have this wonderful yeah. bat mitzvah and bar mitzvah events. Yeah. And I, I, the sweet 16 thing. And, but there's nothing to honor like the, the later phases the the wisdom phases. It's like, we're only honoring the times when, when girls are the most fertile. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's the way the culture has developed. You know, we take our old people and shove them away in, um, you know, in old age homes right now, I take care of my 91 year old mom. She lives with me. And, and every time I tell people that they're like, that's so beautiful. Thank you for doing that. It's so wonderful. And luckily, you know, she doesn't need around the clock care. Um, so, 
you know, getting back. We, we didn't used to live in these nuclear families. We used to live in, in tribal, in more village kind of situations where, you know, the whole village would raise the children. The old people might raise the children if the, you know, the, the, the men were out hunting and the women were out gathering or vice versa. You know, I'm sure there were some women who hunted also, you know, unless they were with child or breastfeeding or something. And, you know, everybody took care of everybody. It wasn't just, you know, this this uh, nuclear kind of family. And I think that all came <clears throat> came about with, you know, the church and trying to control families. And, you know, you only have one partner and that's all you get. <clears throat> Let's both do that. Yeah. <clears throat> everybody watching, drink your water. It's time to drink some water. Love it. So, um, we're getting, kind of coming up on the end of time here. And I, I definitely want to give you a chance to say what you'd like to say, because I know that there's some, you know, I want to make sure there's things I didn't think to ask you, but let, I want to go back to one little thing before we go to, this will give you a chance to think about what you want to say. Uh, how do people find this religion? I know that there's books on it, but how do, you know, like I said, I know it's not in the yellow pages. How do you find people like you? It's very grassroots. <clears throat> okay. So I, I'm pretty open. So if people are looking, they can find me. I'm on meetup. You know, I have the San Diego Pagans and Witches Net uh, on Meetup. I'm on Facebook. Um, my tribe is called Sacred Flame. So we don't call ourselves Wiccan on Facebook because we're we're open and we're eclectic, and we're more um, we're as much alchemists as we are pagans. Love it. Uh, so you know, it's just like when when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Ah, good way of putting it. You right. know, so if you're ready and you're looking. And because of the way energy works, if you're just calling that in, then it's going to find you. Love you don't it, really love have it. to be seeking that much. You just have to put the intention out and, you know, have it come from your heart and really with pure intention and, and the circle will find you or, you know, you'll just happen to open up something and it'll be like, oh, there it is right there. Like this happened. I, I held full moon ritual last night and somebody just came out of the blue. She's like, yesterday I, I just went on Google and I wrote in full moon ceremony and, you know, there it came up and she showed up last night. And then of course, light a candle cheap because I always do, there's my candle. I always light a candle. Uh, so Deb, is there anything that you think people should know that I forgot to ask? You get the last word. So what would you like to say? No pressure. If, if people, if the listeners feel like different than other people and they don't fit into the mainstream, just know that there is a huge other stream that you can find your path with that we're, we're, we may not be right out there in the open, but we're definitely there. In fact, I, I heard that Wicca is the fastest growing religion in the country right now. So honor yourself and don't let the fear about what you've been taught control your decisions. Because, you know, I, I understand that, you know, our parents uh, have indoctrinated a, a lot of belief into us and fear into us. But if fear controls us, then we're, we're not living the truth of who we really are inside. So just shed, shed the fear and find what's true in your heart. And then go out there and, and find the community, whatever city you live in, we're there. 
I love it. I always think of you, what you just said reminds me of something my, my mentor, Michelle Mache is always saying is go where you are celebrated, not just tolerated. And I, I, I really kind of think about that when I go to, even when I've been to business networking events and I'm like, I don't like these people. <laughs> They're not, this is not my drive. I got to go where I'm celebrated because I'm kind of pushy and I have a different approach and rather than just tolerated because, well, she's the weird one who does psychic readings and hypnotherapy. I love that, Deb. I love that idea. So how can people find, oh, go ahead. People are in San Diego. I mean, I'm very easy to reach. You know, I have full moon rituals. I do those four uh, public events. I also have a new market called the Pagan Pop-Up Market to support um, local businesses who sell, you know, witchy stuff or crystals or Duke Tarot readings. And that's uh, the second Sunday of every month. Um, I'm also one of my thousands of businesses. Um, I have a small clothing business that I do resell clothing because I believe in sustainability and reusing what's already on the planet. Um, Cause I'm very much a, you know, a hippie at heart and, you know, into um, recycling and honoring the earth and eating well and eating organic food. So that that's another part of me. That's not really Wiccan or pagan, but that's just me and who I am. And, and I really love to encourage people to, to, to find that natural way of living in, in all ways, not just in our spirituality, but, you know, in what we take in our bodies, what we wear, what we use on our, on our skin and, and our household products. So all of that. Um, so, you know, I hope that your uh, listeners and possibly watchers got a lot out of this and, uh, you know, open your eyes to what paganism is. And so it was a, a pleasure to be with you. And too. honestly, and what it's not, let's, and let's it's not, yeah. and that's not devil worshiping, which I thought was kind of interesting when I was researching this, like, there's no devil. Wait, wait, what soul time? I was hearing about this devil thing. There is no devil. <laughs> Where did that come from? Right? Love it, love it, love it. So uh, how can people find you? I'm going to put the link in the description, but sometimes people like to, to just tell us what your website is. Let's go with that. Yeah, it's it's my name, Devra, which is D-E-V-R-A, uh, Gregory, G-R-E-G-O-R-Y.com. Really Love easy. It. And, you know, all my events go up there and, you know, link to contact me if you want to get on my email list. It's easy. You know, the, the box flies in as soon as you come to my website. Magic. Yeah, like magic. <laughs> Technology magic. So, I hope, you know, I hope to see some of your your readers and listeners in in person, in the flesh sometime. Love it, love it, love it. So thank you so much, Deborah. I'm so happy to have you. I'm so excited. I love that you gave all this great information. I mean, I didn't ever know that much about it. And this was beautiful, beautiful experience. So final, final thing I want to say is this is the age of the entrepreneur. I want you guys to go out and make some success happen. I want you to do things that are fun for you, that feed your soul. I want you to go where you were celebrated, not just tolerated. And I want you to do your best to find things to bring ultimate alternative streams of revenue into your household. So you're not reliant on one person so that you're not under someone else's control. And I hope that you do this. I hope you take this to heart. And at the very least, if there's one lesson I've learned in business that I want to share with everyone, go right now, buy your name, go to whoever you buy your like domains from and at least buy your name. So no matter what kind of business you're going to run, you've got your own name as the domain. I'm just, I'm just telling you, cause I can't get mine. You guys all need to get yours. So anyway, thanks so much, Deborah. Thank you so much guys. Thanks. And I hope to see you again soon. Bye. 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 Thank you. Bye.